Hello, everyone. Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hi, Guthrie. Hi. How how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, you're doing you're doing well. I am. Well, yeah. I'm just full of life and energy and you are uh, love for everyone out there. You know, just want to really. You, you gotta you gotta put love out there in the universe to to get love. That's that's that's. This is not the usually the way you talk, Guthrie. You uh, feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I just want to send my appreciation to people who listen to the podcast. Oh, it's, I me too. It's it's hard out there because there's so many other good podcasts, and we're basically podcast schmucks, and <laughs> no one takes us seriously. Oh come on! You no, know, it's just. I know, I know. There are some really, really wonderful, wonderful podcasts well, out there. It's like, right? It's like I am. Uh, pe- people, people. If 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 we were in a bigger platform, you know. What do you mean? What do you mean a bigger platform? So so like, it, you know, when I look at the people we compete against in podcast world, I mean. They're, You're talking they're, about just podcasts in general or podcasts yeah. about our topic or what? Yeah, sure. Or close to our topic. I mean, they're just titans. Yeah, yeah, I know. Titans. I know. And they I record know. all the time and they have like production teams. I and, know. They have like And people story love them and hate them and, and, you know, and it's, and we're just, yeah. We're just we, here sitting here talking. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, it's, it's hard. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, like, like think of someone in the NBA who like you don't like as an NBA player like okay. and then you play uh, them in basketball like even though they're an NBA player you don't like it's just not fair because they're just it's just on another level and then you know and then you'd have to you like getting compared to like an NBA player like you just can't compete okay you start off high energy and full of love and now you're like depressed and and uh full of self-doubt mm. i'm going that was a that was I'm a going pretty fast all fall. the emotions this morning yeah uh no okay i'm going back to it. um so that the to, 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 to transition what would you say my persona was <laughs> did you do that on purpose no maybe oh. i don't know i would have no idea what your persona is from that those comments i we would definitely have to the interview would have to continue mm. Uh, okay, I'll I'll get out of your hair. I that was. <laughs> I you trying to give me a hard time? No, I I'm giving myself. I'm giving all the listeners a hard time. Oh, but you just said you loved them and you appreciated them. Well, that's who you give a hard time to. Oh, okay. The, Doesn't you know, make sense the at people all. People you appreciate. So they can you, take it. So as you mentioned, I suggested today that we talk about personas. Yeah. Which can be like an old-fashioned, boring topic to some people. I mean, some people probably... Well, except that the good news is that those people have probably turned off the podcast already. Oh. Or they didn't even go to the podcast because they saw the title. Oh. Maybe we shouldn't put personas in the title. But I want to talk about personas because um, for a couple of reasons. You know, do you remember when we were in... uh, not too long ago, a month or so ago, we were in Copenhagen for the day. Yes. And we were supposed to meet with the, the group, and we went into the wrong building, and I opened a door and set off all the alarms. Do you remember that? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah. Uh, just some context. We're on the docks. And well, we like, were it's late like an, for the meeting. No, no, it's like the docks. And it's like out. The docks? Out, yeah, it was like right on the water. Yeah. It was like boats and stuff. And yeah. so there's this big building, and big we have to get building. in somewhere. There's no one. They're there's not, no one around. There's no one around. There's no obvious door. There's no obvious door. There's no front desk. There's no place where you drive there's in nothing. and drop this is people like off. A, it was like this huge office building Gorgeous that looked building, deserted. Yeah. I mean, you could see like some people milling around in like some, some of the upper floors. <laughs> but like there was no... And there's so, no way in. So we just, we just kind of wander around. Oh, and we're late to our meeting first. We're late, yeah. And so we wander around, and in the back by the marina is an open door. Yeah, there was like a there was like this really nice terrace and uh, with, with a few tables. There was no one there, but so there was a door walk, open yes, to so the walk, building. So we walk into the open door, and it's quite yeah. clear that once we're inside, like, we're not in the place that we need to be. No. Like, there's no one here. There's no reception. Because we're supposed to, like, meet by some sort of reception desk. I, I there's don't know. no one there. There's no one around. So we're like, all right, let's go out. Let's maybe try, like, the total opposite end of the building, which yeah. was the place we needed to be. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, but when you but we were getting weird looks from the security guy and you left and then the alarm went off and I I knew it was going to go off and I was trying to have you uh, stop me from opening yeah, the door because it was I like very clear I didn't think it was that clear obviously or I wouldn't have opened the yeah. door anyway I opened the door and all the alarms went off and then the security guy came and was not happy with the dumb Americans. Who he just... was really not happy. And I showed him that, you know, and then I, I don't speak any Danish at all. So then I'm trying to communicate to him that we're looking, who we're looking for. So I showed him like this email with the name. And uh, then he looked at me and he said, yes, but now you have set off the security alarm. So I, I, I really thought maybe we'd get arrested. We were trespassing, so we didn't get arrested. Yeah, we were actually in the wrong building. We were we were supposed to be in the building next door, which is kind of connected. In fairness, like, they yeah, the buildings were connected, and there was no diff like the name of the thing we we're supposed to be on was like was on no, the sign, and it was closest yeah, to the no, sidewalk. No, it was really yeah. confusing. Anyway, we finally did make. <laughs> this is a long story. We finally did make it to our meeting, uh, the correct meeting. We found the room and the people. And then when we were there, one of the, this was just like a, a, I mean, there wasn't even an agenda. We weren't giving a presentation or anything. We were just, they have this group meeting once a month or something. And we had been invited to just come and and attend. And and we were doing it kind of open-ended, you know, Q&A kind of thing. And they asked about personas, which surprised me because you, you have... Um, I guess we should talk about what a persona is, but m- maybe a lot of people already know. But you kind of have in the world, I, if you're talking about the design world or the marketing world, I think you have two basic camps. Maybe you have three. You have um, people who think personas are really useful and use them. You have people who think personas are really dumb and don't use them. And then you probably have a lot of people who don't even know what the heck you're talking about if you talk about a persona. So uh, I was a little surprised to get that question because, you know, personas are something I used to talk about a lot and I talk about a little bit 
now and then, but here they were, they wanted to know about personas. And then later on, like after we got back, uh, the person who organized the meeting sent me um, an in email and he said could you you know we really liked your discussion on personas uh could you summarize for us you know what you what you said about personas so i thought well you know if he's interested in it maybe people want to talk about personas so i decided we'd talk about it is that all right with you i mean obviously yeah (laughs) so um Guthrie, we'll put you on the spot. How's that? It's fine. I can handle you, it. You think so? Do you have any idea what, per, what a persona is? Yes. Okay. Do you want to get give me in your words what you think it is or, or why you think it's useful or why you don't think it's useful? So you have to design for someone and yeah. personas help clarify your design audience by... You figure out a couple subsets of your audience and you create a persona of them, of who they are and what they like and what they're trying to do. And then, and you don't make a ton to simplify, but then you have personas. Hey, that was, that was not bad. Thank you. That was really not bad. I guess you've been hanging out with me for a while. So, um... I was listening to somebody else's podcast recently, and they were interviewing, uh, I won't say who they were interviewing, but in the design world or in the, I guess in the design world, in the tech world, this this is a fairly well-known person, someone who's written a book or two and given some talks and so on, and has a tech, a, a relatively small tech company that that's well well-known but small. And he was talking about how they, you know, do design at their company and all of that. And he very proudly announced that they do not identify their target audience. They do not have personas. They design for themselves. And that was one of the keys to his success. (laughs) And I didn't like that. Because, you know, and interestingly... I think his product is totally unusable, <laughs> you know, because it's, it, it does seem to be designed for someone who is, you know, a, more technical than, than I am, although it's not a product for doing technical work. So I don't think I, that's necessarily bad if you just then assume that their only customers are like themselves. It's but limiting, that, but, but it's but potentially that, yeah, decent. So and that, but I think, yes, I agree. If your customers are really only like you, then then that's okay. But even but, but like who? Like the founder of the company? Like the people who work at the company? Like it, it just... And, and, and I can tell you his target audience is not like him. Well, it is, but he's really... You're right. He's limiting who would buy his product because, you know... I would. I. I mean, I know used his product. You're a purist, really. You're kind of what a. Does U, that mean? You're a UX purist. What's a UX? Purist? Uh, you like the traditional um, UX methods and methodologies for the most part. Because they work, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think, but I, I think it's really important to 
I think personas are useful and I and they don't have to be a big deal and I'm going to talk about the things that I don't think you need to put in them. I think they get a bad rap. I think people maybe don't know how to use them. I think people use them in not very useful ways. But uh, with what you said when you gave the definition, I think it's really important to have a conversation about who you are designing for to identify the, the you know possible subgroups of who you're designing this product for and to keep that in mind and to have agreement. Uh, you are designing for someone. There always will come a time in your process, you know, you're, you're designing something. I don't care what it is. It's, it could be a medical device. It could be a remote control. It can be software. It can be an app. You're in the design process and you have to make a decision. Do you put that button over here or do you put it over there? Do you have this thing? How do you label that? How do you label this? How many buttons do you put on the remote control? You have to make these You got decisions to make. What are you making those decisions based on? And you you have to be able to think about one of your target people in your target audience and imagine, okay, they would want that button over here, or they would think that's too many buttons. I mean, if you're not, to me, you just got to do that, and you and that's why you have personas so that you can have this conversation amongst your team. I was working on a project once, Guthrie, and you know, I showed up wanting to do my usual UX method stuff that you just alluded to. And so the first, it's one of the first questions I always ask is who's your target audience? And, and I had, instead of asking it that way though, I had said, okay, let, you know, do you have personas? And the guy I was working with said, no, 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 we do, we don't, you know, we don't use personas. We don't believe in personas. And I said, okay, but do you have, you know, someone in mind for your target audience? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just wrote down, we had a whiteboard there, and I just wrote down what he told me about the target audience. And that was the persona, but I didn't call it that because he didn't want to use personas. But yeah. he still had one. Yeah, no. You know? And I think he just we've didn't... seen that in a number of different places where people are like, I don't have no idea what a persona is. All we know is that we have this... You know, we like to think about our audience in these terms of groups of people, and we give them characteristics, and you know, right? <laughs> but we don't use personas. But I think worse than that, though, are the times when I've, it, I mean, this happens a lot. Like I'll have a first meeting with a team, you know, and I'll say, "So, um, you know, tell me about who your audience, target audience, is for this product." And there'll be like you know, three or four or five people in the room, and They'll kind of look at each other, and then one person will say, well, our tar- main target audience is blah, 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 blah. And then someone will interrupt and say, no, actually, that's not who the target audience is for this product. I mean, so here's the team, and they've been together for, you know, four months already, and they cannot come to an agreement to tell me who the target audience is. So that's why you need personas to write it down. So um, I think... That's why I think they're important. But let's talk about uh, what they, what should be in a persona, and why I think some people do them wrong, do it wrong, wrongly. Um. So how about we talk first about some of the mistakes that I think people make when they're working with personas? That sound okay? 
Do you have any? Can I ask you a quiz, another quiz question? Yes. So, what's what do you think is a mistake that people make? They've decided they are going to use personas, and so they go to create them. What are what's a typical mistake you might see? I have never been. You've never done this. No, I've never done this. Yeah. This is not yeah. something I've been in the room for. I've seen yeah. the, what comes out of the black box, but okay. I, well, so I have you know. seen something come out of the black box that you think is like a bad idea? Like they made a mistake? No. No. All right. I I, I don't I don't know uh, what you could do that would be bad. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. Oh yes, please inform us. <laughs> so. One thing that one mistake that people make because they are following some template they got somewhere, right? That said, this is what should be in a persona, and so they have information. So, so let's back up a second. You you said a persona was a description of your target audience or words to that effect. Um, and a persona is a fictional person; it's not a real person. You you take you decide. Okay, our target audience is between the ages of this and they this and this and this, and then you say, okay, so let's just make up a representative person. So we have uh, uh, we have Kate, and she's 30 years old, and blah, 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 right? So that a persona is a fictional person that represents the characteristics of your target audience. So one of the mistakes that people make is that when they're describing the characteristics of this m- fictional person, they, um, they use information variables that are irrelevant to the product they are designing and now can i ask you why why what why would this happen because they used some they got some template somewhere about what's what a persona is supposed to include and the persona that that they used for their temp like they went online and got a template for persona you can do that there's all kinds of persona examples online and the example they used um, had a thing where they described you know whether the person was married and whether they had children and whether they had pets and and uh, the what you know that this uh, personality characteristics you know uh, always interested you know Kate's always interested in the latest trends and fashion right they just have stuff in there that and if that if that information is important to for you to note about your target audience for the product you are designing then that information should be in there but you should not have any information in there that isn't relevant to your product so if you're designing a product for doctors uh, to use when they are um, ordering medical equipment for their lab, okay? If that's if that's what your product is, you make medical equipment, and you, the doctors who work in labs can can come online and order medical equipment. Like that's what you're doing. You do not need to know whether that doctor has a dog, okay? You just do not need, that's just not important. And you don't need to know that, uh, you know, the doctor's married or, it's just, none of that stuff's important. So 
the variables you describe in your persona mm. should be variables. Two things. One, they should be variables that will help you design. And they should be variables that show the difference between that persona and another persona you have. So if you have decided that when you're designing your main group of people, you know, are between the ages of 25 and 45, and that's important to you to, to note that, um, uh, and there's another group of people, though, that also use your product that are older, and, and you think that the age difference is important, or maybe the income, maybe it's an income difference, or maybe it's, um, you know, that there's some, uh, you know, this group over here is very experienced with, with uh, doing, you know, ordering these kinds of products online, but then we also have the subset of people who aren't, or this group of people are current customers. And, but we have, we also want to make sure we're doing, you know, we have a subset of people who are not current customers. So if there's a variable that distinguishes one of your personas from another persona, that's important for you in terms of design. That's what needs to be in your persona. You want that information. So you can have anything in your persona. You can have whether they have pets and whether they have children and that, you know, and how old they are and how much money they make and what language they speak and how much education they have. I mean, any of that stuff is fine if, if that's important to the design of your product and or it differentiates one persona from another. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, uh, that makes tons of sense, you know, and it's, it, I, I mean, the whole point of personas, correct me if I'm wrong, is to just simplify things. And so there's no point making your simplification process overly complex. Well, the whole point of personas is to is to bring out uh, into, is to make concrete and conscious the unconscious assumptions you and your team members have about who the target audience is. What happens is if you don't, by creating the personas and discussing it with each other, you you bring out into the open the assumptions you have when you're designing that you don't realize you have. So, you know, you're sitting there and making these design decisions and you and and if you care about your your the people who are going to be using the product, you are trying to make decisions you know, you're trying to make design decisions that you think your target audience will find usable and engaging. But if you don't get, bring out into the open who that target audience is and discuss it and come to agreement on it, what you often have, and I've seen this happen, you have one one team members making design decisions based on their assumptions and their assumptions are different from another team member. And then you have different screens that in, in pages and in, in, in the app that don't make sense together. And that's because, you know, well, I thought it was for our current customers who have done this before. And you thought it was for new customers who've never done it. And so we made different decisions and now our different pages don't mesh. So it's really, it's really important that you make this, you know, bring all the stuff out in the open, discuss it, come to agreement on it. 
So that's one of the one of the errors I see is that people just put all kinds of stuff in there that isn't relevant. And then, of course, everyone, anyone else who looks at it goes, why do you have the pets in there? You know, and then they just don't understand. They just think this is a stupid exercise to come up with personas because it has all the stuff in it that isn't important. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So and and, and that, well, hey, it's like I think that's like a lot of UX stuff is that. Uh, people who are not looking at the longer view because it's really you know a lot of the stuff is it, it helps in the gray areas yes. when you're trying to come up to something it shapes the things you come up with but it's not you know it's not like code which is I literally need this thing for so that my website this particular thing displays happens. right yeah so yeah. so it's it's you know and like a lot of stuff that's soft power or soft skills or it's it's hard to see the value in it at the time and right persona is comes out later yeah personas is definitely one of those when you don't have them and you go and awry. it's hard and it makes you make i mean it's possible too that like okay so i'm trying to think of a good example um of a of like an app that yeah. thinks it's like seven different things yeah it's like um maybe it means a, it's doing too much yeah, may, yeah, maybe like the maybe like the new Skype rebrand, right? Yeah, so yeah. Skype for forever was basically a instant messenger platform. Yeah, but then it also was going to be your phone because yes. you could do like call, phone calls to like real phones. Yeah, um, but also then it was for business. And yeah. also, uh, then it be- then it was like, oh, like call your grandmother, right? Like we right. do FaceTime, you know, not FaceTime, right. but like face to face communication and video calling, um, and game with your friends. But now they redid the app, and there's like, and it's Snapchat, and also Instagram <laughs> because you can do um, you can do like the moments, you know, where it's like a right. couple seconds right. of the day, and you have like it's like friends, and and they have sticker. So like, uh, but then then there's Skype for business, which is what used to be link which is you which is a different thing it's like so so the product itself the team itself doesn't actually know you know it's like it's like there's no it's not it's not like um like like if you're uh give me a product give me a company that only makes like one thing that's well known for like they have like a couple items but they don't do a whole I don't know uh, like Hootsuite. Okay, sure. So what Hootsuite does, they make one thing. It's basically to track your social media presence across different accounts. Right. And that's what we use. What and they do. What a lot of people yeah. do. And like, that's what they do. They know what they do. Yeah. They only do one thing. It's that. They try to do it really well. They like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like a very focused. Yes. So like internally, um, they they are they're you know so it's hard enough to 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 do personas when the whole kind of company is probably aligned on their mission and who their audience is and i think it's twice as hard if the company doesn't is is not perhaps aligned you see and i and i have another theory about this shoot which is another reason people don't want to do personas because if they do personas there's lots of things they have to face that they would rather not face. Like? I think that's true for a lot of UX stuff. Or just <laughs> right, a lot of, you know, right. it's right. Like, like, like I don't want to make decisions. We actually don't know who our target audience is. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, 
and in and to go find out is you know way too much work and so if we don't have personas if we just ignore that we don't ever have to address the real issue mm-hmm. which is you know we don't know who we're, who we should be designing for i i think you're right i think a lot of reason <laughs> that people don't like ux work now they'll tell you cuz it's a waste of time and it's unnecessary but you know i'm biased i think a lot of the reason people don't want to do it is it raises all these uncomfortable questions for which they don't have answers which i guess they think isn't important but but or maybe they just don't want to admit that they don't have the answers so all right so that's one mistake people put in uh, unimportant variables that don't really have to do with their product right okay mm-hmm. all right here's another one um they another mistake they make is they use the personas from another project. They, you know, there was this other project two years ago that had personas. So we're, we'll just use those because, you know, they're already made. Why start, why reinvent the wheel, right? So what, what's the problem with that? Well, an apple is not an orange. What does that mean? It means an apple is not an orange. No, actually, <laughs> I think that's pretty straightforward. You mean that the target audience might be different? Yeah. 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 You have to, you really have to have it for your target. Now, the target audience might be the same. So you could certainly start there, right? You could look, take a look at somebody, the personas that somebody else in the company have for another project and see if any of it is relevant, right? You could mm-hmm. start there, but you don't want to just use those as is. All right. Another one, another mistake. And this is quite a common mistake. I was um, working with a client, and they were designing uh, a new, uh, well, they were redesigning, like, some internal apps, you know, like, uh, their, basically, their intranet, which nobody ever cares about. (laughs) But, um, you know, like, their... Their uh, HR says, you know, people want to go on. It's and an intranet. Take, take, check their benefits and blah, 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 right? It's an intranet. Yeah, intranet. And so um, they wanted to come up with personas before they did the redesign. And so they based the personas on, the, on people's job roles. Yeah. And this was a, a very, this is a very large. Uh, medical, very large, well-known, I won't use their name, medical clinic. So, you know, they had doctors and nurses and receptionists and... So a lot, it's a lot going on. Yeah, but they were that, so that's how they, that's what their personas for the internet was based on. They had a persona for the doctor and a persona for a nurse and a persona for an admin and a, right? Yeah. So, um... Uh, that that was I told them that was a bad idea. Do you know why I told them that was a bad idea? Why? Well, I'm asking. Do you know? No, I actually don't. Because when you have different personas, the different personas, you know, this whole idea of having different personas is because the if if the different groupings 
mean that these people would use the product differently, would have different needs, would have a different point of view. So the question was, if the doctor is going to go check on how much vacation he has left, is that any different than the nurse checking or the admin checking? Like, do they have different, like... Well, that's when things get complicated, right? Because yeah. obviously they, it is different, but that's... Well, that's why they have a complicated is? product. Why is, why is it different? Why is it different for, if a doctor's checking to see how much vacation they are she has different from people nurse? with different priorities. Mm, when it comes to the internet? Maybe, maybe. But... They didn't. They weren't sure of that. They just assumed that job mm -hmm. role would be the best way to do it. Mm. So, uh, you know, there are other there are other things that were as important or more important. For instance, um, are you new to the clinic? Have you you know have you been using the existing intranet for ten years, and you're used to the way it's done, versus you're relatively new and you. You've have you know you've never really used the internet, like maybe that's more important than whether you're a doctor or a nurse. So I had to get them to stop because they were just starting to. I mean, basically they were just taking the HR job descriptions and turning that into personas. And I had to say, whoa, whoa, is that really what you want to do? So you know, we kind of uh, stopped that process and took a look at what made the when someone was using the intranet what made you know what was the biggest what were the biggest differences amongst them and it wasn't job role so we came up with different personas yeah so you can so it's possible to figure things out yeah yeah you just gotta you know you just gotta take the time to do it all right so then another struggle that people have is they say how can we be sure that this is accurate, right? So we make up these personas, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we're just making a making it up. Like maybe it's not based on reality. So, I I I like to say things like, well, having having some personas that you think are accurate is better than no personas at all. <laughs> I'd still rather, because it, at least you are, as I said before, bringing those unconscious assumptions to the light of day. Right. Obviously, well, maybe not obviously, it's better to go, to verify your personas, to say, okay, here's what I think they are, but maybe we better go check. And you can do that. So, I mean, you can just, so let's say you come up with two personas. We think we have you know, people, let's say you're developing an app to help people find, uh, you know, this is this is a real estate app. It's for people to find a good, the right property for them in the Chicago area, okay? Right. And, you know, you decide, you know, I think what, I think our main personas are going to be uh, people who are, have done this before, you know, they're, they They've bought real estate. They know what they're doing. They understand the process. They know what points means. They right. They know how to go about getting a mortgage. 
and so they're experienced real estate buyers and then we have the people that this is their first time they're going through this yeah and we're gonna you know let's just say that they come up with those personas and they decide that's those are the important personas and then they even describe you know okay so the new we're going to say that the new home buyers are like this and the experienced ones are like that and they make their personas and then they decide they want to verify it so they just you know go interview people go find people who are in the market to buy a house yeah or a condo and see if they fit your personas right go get some data interview people and decide whether hey you know we have the ages wrong a little bit or hey there weren't as many differences between them as as we thought maybe we just have one persona you know maybe we don't need like two or three or four yeah so you you can verify your personas that's possible to do that's i mean that sounds useful uh do do question yeah do you think does does anyone have time for personas in today's rough and tumble world well if no the the quick answer is no they don't think they do but if you don't uh if you make bad design decisions and you have to correct that later that's not good use of time either right That's that's what would be my answer. Look, you don't have to have fancy official personas with photos and all of that formatted beautifully. Take out a piece of paper and write down the assumptions you have about who you're designing for. It will take you <laughs> you could take 30 seconds. Yeah. I would be I would be thrilled. Thrilled. I would be thrilled. Pa- tape it on the wall. And every time you're designing, look at it and remember who you're designing for. And then if you're in a team meeting and the team's not agreeing on some design aspect, you know, bring out the piece of paper and say, just let, I just want to remind you, here's who we're designing for. It, it would take all of one minute, one minute. So I don't, I don't buy the. We don't have yeah. time. I Put don't buy. Put your foot it. down. Take a stand <laughs> for UX. Yeah, come on. Hey. All right. So one other thing I want to mention, which <laughs> makes things murky that no one likes to talk about. See, this is you know UX people. We're really popular. Nobody likes to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear what we have to say. It's yeah. true. I, we all we do is ask questions and. And, and shine a light on all the murky holes and messes that that's hey makes. it's you know it's a lot like the the legal uh, the legal side of things you know really like, How it's is the it worst like problems really? in society that no one wants to deal with really yep yep um, because if they could deal with it you wouldn't ever get to the court system so it's just it's mostly it's just the worst of the worst that people can't resolve their differences yeah, so they'd rather not so well that's have... that's and the, and but there has to be a winner and a loser for society to continue well that's a little different than personas and ux work isn't it all i'm saying is that it it's like wherever the problems are right like like everything is just it's like it's like the it's like a problem 
Yeah. You know, kind of in a lot of way that like it exposes the problems. It exposes the problems. You have to deal yeah. with your problems. And nobody wants the problems. No, no one wants to to deal with problems. They just want everything to be neat and tidy yeah. and easy. Except and... for tax law. Tax law well, is the difficult because you're just like, how can I pay less taxes on this yacht? <laughs> so, so it's, you know, it's yeah, a little. Yeah, you know, I've never had that problem. Yeah. of how to pay lo- less taxes on my yacht. I don't have a yacht. All right. So, uh, one other. So the so the other messy thing that no one wants to deal with that I think you should try and address in your personas are not just demographics. See, a lot of people deal with demographics. Where does some where is, you know, where does someone work? How old are they? How much money do they make? And then, you know, specifics like have they used this product before? But I think sometimes, often it's also important to know um the uh, psychographics, behavior graphics, you know, whether the what are the, what do we know about the person? You know, are they someone, you know, this group, this, this persona describes people who, um, they don't even like the idea of insurance. And, you know, we're, we're, we, we're designing, uh, an, a software so that people can get insurance quotes. And there's this group of people out there that really would rather not ever have to buy insurance. They don't like spending money on it. They don't like thinking about things going wrong. And, you know, so they're just av- avoiding us. <laughs> you know, we're a nest. They have to have insurance on their home, but they really hate the whole idea of it, you know, versus maybe the people who. Uh, you know, they like to face facts. They like to have their ducks in a row. They like to, they, they in fact are interested in insurance and want to make sure they have the best policy or the, the most efficient policy. So, you know, sometimes there's a, there's that psychographic element, right? Psychographic. Yeah. About how do people feel about this? What are they afraid of? What are they um, you know, what are the emotions and feelings behind their interaction with this kind of product and service? Right. And um, I think in sometimes, not always, but for again, it always depends on your product. That's important. That could be important. If it's not important, don't put it in your persona. But if it's important, you gotta you gotta go there. You know. Because otherwise, again, when you're making, when you're designing, you know, are you just going to ignore the fact that your most important target audience group actually would rather not do <laughs> anything that you, right. you know, your product is about, but they have to? Right, 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 right. Yeah, shopping for health insurance. Like, I can tell you right now, I hate it. I hate shopping for health insurance. It just makes me mad and frustrated, and you know. Well, but it's especially I bad do it. because but I, but we I'm, don't have but that I'm, friendly like HR department giving us that good, that good, no. that sweet, sweet health insurance. No, we're out there, uh, you know, in the marketplace trying Ugh. to find something. I, you know, for me, 
because I'm a little bit older than you, rolling my eyes, you know, it, it, it costs more than a new car. Yeah, like this is the last thing I want to do is go online and get health insurance quotes, but right. I have to do it every year. And I think, you know, if they knew and uh, that I hated it, maybe they'd make some different design decisions. They really aren't designing for me, I can tell you that right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I think the feelings that someone has about the product or service and... I think that that's, that could be an important criteria. Mm. So um, let's see. I think I got one more. And then maybe that's all that. These are all the things people do wrong. I maybe have one more. Okay. And one more is that they have too many personas. Like they have, I, I was on one project. I showed up. I said, you guys have personas? They said, yes. I got real excited. Yeah. 21. 21 what? Different personas. You, sounds, you, sounds like too many. It's way too many because, the, I mean, and they really might have had 21 different. They really, I mean, it's possible that you could have 21 different subgroups in your target audience. It's very possible. But you can't, but it's not going to be useful that way. So you need a set of personas that you, where you can keep them pretty much all in memory at the same time, which means like three at the most. I did, I had one client who I showed up, they had like a different client. They had like 20 something and we got it down to five. And even that was a lot, but you know, we were able to get it down to five. So you got to have like, you know, one, two, three, four, Maybe five would be really unusual, but you can't have more than that because you can't keep them all in mind. And typically what happens when you have, you know, when I show up and you have 14 of them or something, you, you're doing the thing like the clinic did where it's divided by job role. You know, you haven't really analyzed whether there's really any differences between these people in any significant way. Yeah. So typically you're using something like job role or you know, something else. And when you look at it, it's like, well, yeah, these these guys are pretty much the same. Let's combine them. And these guys are pretty much the same. Let's combine yeah. them. Yeah. You know, you so, yeah. So so if you if you had, what was the range again? You mean how many to have? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five at the most. Okay. I could, I could, you, someone could talk me into seven, but that would be really, really unusual. Never more than that. Never, never, never. And if you really have more than that, you know what? You just have to decide that we know we have more than that, but these are the most important seven, the most important five to design for. Because you just can't design, you know, that's just, you can't be making design decisions and keeping in mind that, you know, all right, do we have these? these five you know keeping in mind that we have five different types of people we have to design this for is bad enough you couldn't do it with 21 you just you it, you wouldn't use them or you would use yeah. one or two and ignore the rest so why go through all that work right right if right, you're right. not going to use them so right yeah so you just got it and you do have to decide you do if you have more than one which is very typical most projects I've worked on, there's more than one persona that's important and distinct. There's two, maybe three. That's typical. Every now and then there's just one, but that's unusual. Um, 
but uh, you have to decide if you have more than one, which one, when push comes to shove, is the most important. Because I'm going to, I'm designing this particular page in my app, and if I'm designing it for this person, I should call the button this. And if I'm designing it for that person, I should call the button that. Or if I'm designing it for this person, then this information should come first. But if I'm designing it for that person, this other information should come first. And I have to decide. So you have to know in situations like that who takes priority. So you got, you got to make that call too. Yeah, all the messy decisions no one wants to make. And that's why people don't like personas. But I know there are some people out there that like them. I, it'd be, I'm really curious after people listen to this episode, if they want to, uh, you know, send us a, a message and say, you know, I like personas. I hate personas. So, okay. So if you, I'd if like you to wanted know. to learn more about personas, what, what would your next steps be? You know, there's, um, if you want to learn more about personas, I have a couple of next steps for you. I have, uh, I guess I would say I have two, two possible best next steps, um, I think. Can I look on my bookshelf? Can I turn my my chair and make Go ahead. creaky yes, chair yes. noises? Go ahead. Yes, yes. Everyone understands that they that I, you'll be. I'm making, I'm making creaky chair noises here. I'm looking. I just want, there's, uh, just give me a second because I had this book out yesterday and I was looking at it. Um, all right, hold on a second. <laughs> can hear me like doing things and making noise here um while i'm looking for this book guthrie one of the one of the places they can go and uh, get information is that we have a course on user research so while i'm looking for the book why don't you uh, tell them how they can check out that course because that course has has a bunch of a lot of information on personas so you can go to courses uh dot and uh under there under the there's a there's this section called ux courses you go in there and uh you can check them all out there's one like she said on personas well there's a course on user research oh it's it's entitled user research it has like, a section you, in it called personas. It has a but big section on personas, so it's called user research. But it is called user research. So go check it out. I think it's pretty cool. All right, Guthrie, really? I had this book out yesterday. What did I do with Maybe it? Maybe it's still out. What is it? What book is it? Uh, it's Leah Bewley's book called A UX Team of One. Yeah, I had it out, and then I must have put it back. And I just wanted to check that I'm pretty sure that she has a section in there on personas because she's. It, it's a great book, and it's. I think it's a really weird title for the book because um, it, it's. A, you, you know, you don't have to be a U, UX team of one. Oh, I, just, I found it finally! Wow. Okay, the user experience team of one, by Leah Bewley. <clears throat> it's published by um, Rosenfeld. And let's see if she's got. Uh, 
Let's see. Right. After all this, then she won't have anything about personas, and then I will be totally wrong. So let's see if she does. I'm going to look in the back. Maybe she... Yeah, it would be funny if she says, oh, whatever you do, don't use personas. No, I see as I see a couple. There's only a couple pages in here. Let's see if she says they're horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's got them in there. I really like this book, and I I think it works even if you're a user experience team of twenty seven, so or, or any other number. So I don't know why she calls it a user experience team of one, but um, maybe because. It's, it's basically a, a UX process, but it's very streamlined. It's like, okay, you don't have a lot of time and you have to do this all yourself. You know, you don't have a team of 20 people. Right. Uh, how can you do this efficiently and, and you know, it still be useful? And uh, I think it's a great book. I, 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 def I recommend that one. So that would be another... Another resource I would probably recommend. There's lots of others, but those are probably the two I would say. Okay, cool. So, Guthrie, if people want to reach us and tell us what they think about personas, what should they do? Uh, they should in email info at theteamw.com. Yeah. And um, ba -da -ba. there you have it. Ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. And I'd also like to hear if people, you know, if there's any other UX type I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about behavioral science, and we go all over the board. But if there's any more UX things that people would like to hear about, let us know. We're always ha I'm always happy to talk about UX stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. So um, I like UX things as well, kind of, most of the Yeah. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, yeah. I, hope, I hope you are enjoying things, and you hope you're enjoying the summer. Yeah. Are you I'm talking about me or our or our, our, our audience? Our audience. Yeah. I hope I hope they are too. You know, I I live in Wisconsin, so we really appreciate summer because it's brief <laughs> and it's really different than winter. <laughs> it's very All right, Guthrie, thanks very much. I'll talk Bye to you everyone. Later. Bye.